Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives. I'm Joey Prati. And I'm Sean Day. And we're the Sex Effects. And, uh, you know, before we get into our uh, our show, um, Shawnee, how are you? Good, man. Uh, threw a party yeah. this weekend at my, my casa just for uh, just my roommates and I. And, yeah, it was a pretty fun party. It was uh, a lot of fun. Got a, in, a lot of interesting stories that came out of it, and a lot of uh, people came out. So I'm happy about that. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of different things going on, you know, as far as, um, you know, how I'm feeling every day. And there's a different, uh, there's always different things that we hear in the news and um, things that happen elsewhere outside of this. And yeah. I just wanted to, I guess this is kind of leading to, uh, what happened in Vegas? Um, no, it was terrible. The shooting at Mandalay, and we, just, you know, all are, you know, it's such a tragic thing to hear about and to witness, and um, so I mean, our thoughts out to everyone who's involved with that. Absolutely, I was up uh, pretty late last night and got the breaking, you know, alert on my phone. That, you know, gunmen opened fire and then maybe an hour later, two people were confirmed dead. And then I went to sleep um, or fell asleep and woke up and it was the the death count was 50. And how sad is it that, you know, I saw that active gunman, two people dead. I'm like, okay, that's not so bad, right? They'll probably get him after two, three people. They'll probably get him. I can go to bed. With that kind of piece of like that's not acceptable. Like that's yeah. not acceptable that 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 we're we've gotten to the point where someone breaks out a gun and it's like, you know, they'll get them. It's fine. This happens. That it shouldn't shouldn't happen. Um, so uh, yeah, our hearts and prayers and thoughts out to to everyone um, connected with ver- that tragedy. Yeah. It's it's a yeah. It just makes you think, you know, all the you know. There's a, there's a lot of um, tragic events happening, you know, in the world, and um, just to think, you know, someone would do this and raises a lot of complicated issues, you know, social you know, with our society and uh, how we're viewing things and you know how we're looking at at people and um, but you know. List, like hearing all that on the radio, like when I woke up for my shift this morning and um, it just yeah. kind of, it, it struck, you know, it just struck me so hard and, um, and it, it's just shocking, you know, how that, that would happen. And, you know, obviously to feel lucky that, you know, we're living and, but also to, to feel like, you know, you know, is every, you know, the, are they, bringing as much help as they can and, and, and supporting everyone in Vegas and um, just thinking of just how that would happen, you know, how that would bring someone to do that. So um, I know. And, and no criminal record. Like there's no way other than, Oh, this guy's assembling an arsenal and art of an entire armory. There's no other way that they would have been like, Oh, we should probably keep our eye on this guy. There's no red flags. I mean, I haven't read really the news since this morning. I haven't had a chance to dive in, but uh, last I heard, I think he may have had a citation. I don't think there's any criminal record. Yeah. But, so I, I mean, how do you how do you how do you prevent that? There's something mental in our society where 
somebody looks at somebody else who guns down a bunch of people and goes, I want to be like that guy. Like, what is it about our society that, you know, and by the way, all these people like, oh, you know, these illegal immigrants and things, they need, they're rapists and murderers and this and that. You ever notice with the exception of like Virginia Tech, it's all white dudes who are doing this? Like that ever ring any bells? Like this is getting too heavy. It's getting heavy. And while we're, we're heavy, I mean, our hearts with Las Vegas, our hearts with, with Puerto Rico, you know, like there's another, you know, there's so many and, and, and our hearts to, you know, Tom Petty and, and his family. We lost Tom Petty. That was literally just confirmed um, right before we started recording. His manager just confirmed it that he, uh, Tom Petty, we lost Tom Petty today. So not a, not a, not a great week here, folks. Not off to a good start. And uh, our, our apology—I guess our apologies for bringing this up—but it's something I feel like, um, as podcasters, as some, you know, people talking and recording, you know, it's it's also a testament to you know the events that happen in our lives and how we. It's a document, yeah. Yeah, to document them, um, no matter if we have you know, anyone following the show or not, you know, it's, it's something that, um, you know, we have to, I feel like we have to say, we have to at least think about it. Absolutely. I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, but yeah, so, you know, very well said, very well put our hearts, prayers with them. Um, but you know, we're you and me, as podcasters, we document, but we also do one other thing. You know what that is? What is that, Joe? We change gears, dude. We change gears <laughs> so well. You want to get into some lists and, like, pick up the mood here? Yeah, yeah. Shawnee, um, would you like to go first? Would you like me to go first today? Um, I'll hit you with it first. Oh, okay. Uh, hit me with it. Here's, here's my top five for uh, this week. Um, yes. It just came out, and I have yet to see it. You just told me you saw it. I don't know why I, I haven't seen this movie since yet, but it's um, it's a you know Stephen King adaptation, um, and it is also a, I guess a remake of the original It movie. Um, so yeah, I for my top five this week, it will be top five Stephen King movies. I love it. Um, yeah, I did just see It this week. It's funny, like um, I can't remember the last time like a movie had so much word of mouth. Like everyone's talking about this movie and in a very positive way. Um, so we went, I, I watched the original uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, you know, I'd seen it years, probably 20 years ago. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. What it is You got to keep remembering that it's a TV movie. And, um, but this one is a legit movie. It's uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it's scary like at all. But uh, it works very well as a coming-of-age tale. It's it's basically Sandlot, but instead of baseball and the dog, it's the clown. You know, that's really <laughs> that's the best way I can describe. And 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 cuss words. There's a lot of cussing in this movie, and it's a lot of it's pretty clever. I, uh, the kid from Stranger Things is a potty mouth in this movie, and he's <laughs> hilarious. I really enjoyed him. Um, so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it. This current one, 
Ooh, no. Sorry. Okay. Top five. Let's say number one, Shawshank Redemption. Ooh. Well, guess what? I share the same one with you because Shawshank Redemption is my number one. <laughs> oh, well, I I, apologize. I didn't mean to, to no, steal no. that from you. That's, uh, no, no. It's a that, great movie, though, it's right? It's a great movie, yeah. I mean, as far as the cast and the story behind it, it's it's so riveting in its own way. And um, what what are the what is the standout for you, man? What's the for Shawshank Redemption? What's what's the main There's, thing that really tugs you into the movie? I don't know all the little moments. Like I love the little details of like them walking out into the uh, into the yard and little bits of rubble falling out of the the pant leg. You know. Um, <sighs> Red was here, and I'm, I'm forgetting their names. Um, is it Walt or something? Walt was here. Red was here, too. That He carves um, into the, the beam in the ceiling. The old guy, like, hangs himself from there after he gets out of prison. Uh, a lot of heartbreaking stuff, but so much uh, humanity and heart. And oh, yeah. Tim Robbins and, and Morgan Freeman. Tim I mean, can you, you know, yeah. come on. What what a great so. great relationship they develop in that movie, you know, as far as them meeting in prison and learning about each other, and and obviously Tim Robbins is trying to prove his innocence, um, but he, but he's an intelligent man, and that's what's very interesting about the movie. You know, we follow this intelligent man who knows he's not guilty, and but he still wants to find a way of bringing some sort of justice and and but also outsmart you know everyone else. Um, it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's very riveting and. Um, yeah, great cast, man, for sure. Great, it, great cast. And the the you know the the best part um, is you know spoiler. I mean, if you guys haven't seen it, um, is just at the end where you can see the, all the pieces come together and and what Tim Robbins left for um, uh, Morgan Freeman's character, and just the, a little bit of an insight into that you know the mind of his character and and how he works and. Yeah, you know, it almost it was like a very serious drama, but it turned into like a uh, a break, a prison break, pretty much at the end. Like you know, he yeah. was putting all these pieces into place and you know making sure uh, he had certain connections within prison, but also you know friends that he can rely on. Um, so such yeah, such a good movie. And then that that what? iconic scene where he's standing outside, he's free. yeah, he crawled in all this this uh, tub of shit, this pipe of shit, and. <laughs> Um, he's finally, you know, the rain washes away all that away from him. He's, you know, that he's just free from all that. And it's just like a, just the scene I, the scene I can always think about in that movie. Is that the moment for you that draws you in, does it for you? Yeah. And there's a couple other ones. Like I really like the scenes where they're, where they're emptying out all the gravel, like from the walls that he's been. And then the, the last, um, you know, where they finally discover behind the poster, like the hole he was yeah. in. You know, it's a, a lot great of, a lot of, moment. Yeah, a lot of great moments that you almost gets you get so surprised at the end of the film because um, you know you, you you would even you would even know he was doing that you know until the end where yeah. they kind of say he's been doing this for like the majority of the you know the film. So um, yeah, that's that's great. Hell yeah. What's what's your so what's the rest of your list looking like, Joe? Um, let's see. I'm gonna put two. I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm put the new It movie. Um, it's, it's really enjoyable, but you know, don't go in. I mean, maybe go in expecting a, a horror movie. For me, I it wasn't that, and I'm glad I didn't go in with that expectation. Um, 
Number three, The Green Mile. Uh, Tom Hanks, Michael Clark Duncan, very still very much in the spirit of Shawshank, but um, about a guard and st- you know, and it's not as good as Shawshank. It's it's not as long as Shawshank, but it feels even longer. Um, yeah. It's got some super supernatural elements to it. Um, yeah, it has that C- Stephen King kind of stamp on it as far as introducing some other you know kind of different ambience in the in the story and you know supernatural kind of elements yeah. of the characters. And, and it's interesting because it affects the main character himself, you know. And Very much so. And, um, and all the actors, all the little bit players are so good. Oh, yeah. They're all yeah. so great. Um, fantastic I, cast. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's you know, like it has that Shawshank Redemption. You know, it's obviously deals with prison and, and the, you know, inmates and whatnot. But that supernatural uh, moment just kind of creates like a different it just like changes the film so much. And actually I share number three with you as well on this one. Oh, very nice. Very nice. The green mile. Um, Demi walking, uh, number four, I'm going to say the shining. Um, I feel like shining has got to be number one, but at the same time, like if I'm being honest and true to myself, I'm a little bored by the shining. I think it's a little pretentious. I don't think it really knows what it wants to say. And uh, I'm sticking by that. You know, it's a cool movie, but at the end of the day, I don't think it makes any sense. So I could be wrong. I could be yeah. dead wrong. And feel free to call me out in the comments. I don't <laughs> really care. Um, and then last but not least, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go It, the TV movie. It's, you know, um, it's a TV movie. But I, I did like uh, that they really the pacing of the movie. Um, I guess because, you know, every movie we watch is, is kind of a new, a new movie coming out, a superhero movie, this, that, and, you know, it's, it's cut for people with these very extended, uh, attention spans. And yeah, I really liked how the, the original, it took its time with the characters and really fleshed them out. Um, so yeah, that, that's cool. my top five. Two it's in I like there. your top five. So I share a number one and three with you. Shawshank Redemption. Very nice. Green Mile. I put uh, Carrie as number two. Okay. Um, and I, I always remember this uh, with your mom. Like one of these. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Edit. Um, yeah, I always remember when you're uh, like, man, it was like. I don't know how long ago that was, maybe in seventh or eighth grade or when we were in elementary school, but that's, that sounds about right. Yeah. Your parents used to throw like, um, Halloween parties and, um, and then we also had like Halloween at school and everything. And I remember your mom dressed up as Carrie and she had like the dress and it was all bloody and everything. Yeah. And, uh, that was good. She was real yeah, good. It was. And man, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, Sorry, the movie is pretty shocking, but it has that super. That's what I liked about it is it had that like supernatural kind of flavor to it. Um, you know, yeah. this girl has like this telekinetic ability, and you know, all these. It's about bullying and you know people picking on her, and um, and then it just turns into a blood fest at the end. Um, you know, a true Ooh. kind of like you know the feared unpopular kid, and um, yeah, quite an interesting story, and you know, interesting concept, concept too. You know, if someone's so young, what I would you know want to know more is like you know the um, origins of that power, or 
you know, how did that come to be? How was it birthed in her as far as her abilities? That's true. They don't really explain that, right? I don't, I don't do believe they? so. Unless it was an experiment. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's Either, been it's been a long time. Yeah, because it could be something as like Stranger Things, very inspired by that too. You know, like I feel like Stranger Things takes from Carrie in some way or very form much. Too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, number two, number three, The Green Mile. Um, yeah. Number four, I actually have The Shining. I have The Shining on there too Ooh. as well. Yeah, it's um, and that was one I I just recently saw. I mean, like a couple of years ago, but. You know, I never watched it like earlier in my life. I would say until I, you know, growing until, up, you know, yeah, yeah, until like you'd been showing me more like um, Stanley Kubrick films and like those types of films or whatnot. Um, yeah, I didn't buy that box set till after high school. So yeah, dude, that was discovered uh, Kubrick. Kubrick kind of late there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, interesting story and um, Jack Nicholson, uh, you know. At his best, I would say, as Prime in that time. And, um, again, very iconic scenes. You know, you, you think that, you know, the scene where he's in the doorway, you know, the long hallways and creepy children. Yeah, long and, hallways and, were, they were very inspirational. <laughs> my but, favorite um, is when he's uh, walking up the steps towards um, Shelley Duvall and he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your fucking brains in. <laughs> like, you're like, holy shit. This is Jack Nicholson unleashed. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite part of the movie. crazy. Like, what? He's nuts. Um, and then, oh yeah. And then my last one, dude, have you seen The Mist? Number five, The Mist. I've not seen The Mist. Is it good? It's, oh, well, it's, it oh, made top five, so. Yeah, it, it kind of goes on the, you know, because it's like this... Again, maybe very mysterious, like the mystery makes the movie kind of thing. You know, it's like, but you start to see more of, you know, these creatures that lay in the mist. And um, it's a little more campy, I would say, like even for a, a little more modernized film when it came out in that time. Okay. But uh, it's still pretty entertaining. And uh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember, I don't think that movie. Uh, if I'm remembering it correctly, Frank Darabont, who did, uh, who wrote the screen ad- adaptation for Shawshank Redemption and I think Green Mile, and he did The Walking Dead, uh, directed The Mist. If I'm remembering this correctly, I could be wrong, um, yeah. but I believe it didn't do very well, and he has been like in movie jail ever since. Oh, yeah. um, but I don't know, Frank. Frank Darabont. He's an interesting guy. I, I think, uh, not that I know him or have ever talked to him, but, uh, you know, you watch interviews with him. He's a smart dude, but <laughs> I don't know. I hope he gets um, out of movie jail. Um, so too. <laughs> very nice list. Very yeah. nice list, Shawnee. Uh, well, so now I've got to go see it and witness. You really do, the, yeah. Uh, cinematic uh, experience of that. So, um, And I have seen the original It, so I'm very interested to, to see how it holds up or compares and how it's different in some way or form. So, Yeah, um, it's yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Especially, it's pretty especially cool. now it's October and Halloween is around the corner. So, That's right. Our first show of October, guys. Guys. <laughs> guys. Um, Sean, are you ready for my list? Yeah, hit me with it, dude. I'm going to hit you with the best shot. 
I'm going to fire away. I don't think we've ever done this one before. I looked back in the in the annals of our show's history, and I haven't seen this one before. So, Shawnee, Desert Island, what are your top five favorite video game consoles? Ooh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. N64. Ooh, okay. Without, Throw without me down the gauntlet. That one is, that system, even though I played Super Nintendo growing up, that system like changed everything as far as gaming for me and um, the Mario universe and how that now pulled, you know, all of it pulls from, you know, Mario 64 and it's in original predecessors, but um, witnessing Mario in like 3D, Star Fox. Super Smash Brothers. I mean, it was the ultimate console for its time. And the funny thing is, I was so young. My dad bought it, but he also bu- he bought it for us. But also, he bought it to to play it too because <laughs> he wanted to play Mario. And it was you know nice. such a game changing console as far as Nintendo's uh, career and and their um, they're pretty much their empire that they're they're still continuing to grow. And um, it's you know Mario's such a staple. Um, Mario and those a lot of those characters are such a staple for Nintendo, and it's it's great to see that like some of those games, you know, keep Nintendo so popular, um, and keep those characters very popular. So um, Nintendo sixty four man, that's my number right on. one. I uh, like number. It. Are we including handheld or is it just sure? Consoles? Oh, yes, yes, definitely yes. include handheld. Uh, Game Boy Color Thank number you. two. <laughs> nice. Again, a Nintendo staple. It brought all sorts of games: Pokemon, uh, Zelda. Um, the the just the it it created. Um, it ran on what like two AA batteries or three AA batteries. It was yeah. m- mobile gaming at its at its very best f- uh, for that time as well, and revolutionized Nintendo as far as offering, um, you know, a secondary mobile device where it's like you can have this library of so many different games uh, on this one mobile console and and now they've you know progressed with all these different you know uh, other models of of mobile you know handheld devices but that was the thing they were trying to sell is is taking it with you and you know now for us you know we can get mobile gaming but it's never i feel the same as uh, having a mobile console um you know as something like the game boy color and it came in different colors uh different colors i had the translucent purple one and my brother had my brother had the clear, uh, the uh, not the clear one, the solid matte purple one, and then they had that all sorts of colors. And I heard you can bring those back. You can actually even modify the cases, and there's like kits and stuff oh, you can get. That's so great. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's that's Very my number nice. two. Uh, number three, PlayStation Four. Man, I'm rocking that right, right now. On. I I. I actually never I bought it like probably two or three years ago so um, it was uh, it runs all my media on it um, there's a yeah. great collection of Sony games um, PlayStation Network and I just downloaded Spider-Man Homecoming tonight so I'm gonna be watching that tonight and, oh cool um, yeah dude so I'm really excited and yeah it's one it's just been I've been so impressed with especially taking Sony um, entertainment and the technology they have and, and the processing behind the, the console. Um, it's, sh- sh- I mean, some of those games, and this kind of brings us to, um, I guess, a game announcement that happened recently, or a trailer that dropped is the Red Dead Redemption Red 2 Dead. trailer. Yeah. And 
And that's another game I got introduced by you and a little bit later on in my life. So it's, it's, um, I'm excited for, you know, what's going to happen with, um, gaming from there and how PlayStation is going to go. But I mean, still an amazing machine for, you know, playing games. So that's my number. Totally. Number four, man, you're going to, obviously I've, I've never owned any Xbox. Um, actually. Yeah. Neither have I. I haven't no no Xbox consoles, but I have played Xbox games. So um, if I can include this one, my brother oh, had an Xbox. So um, the Xbox uh, 360, man. It was nice. Like, I, I know they had the whole you know red ring of death thing, which did happen to my brother, but still mine too. Still um, with uh, man, you know I kind of want to split this one because PlayStation Three still is also a great. Um, game for platforming and um but those two consoles coming out you know at that time and the competition you know i feel like this competition between uh sony and you know microsoft um but also the opening of like online communities and um and games designed you know playstation only sony and microsoft xbox only uh, games halo and all those halo 2 and 3 and playing those previous libraries um yeah, I mean that console, the 360, and uh, the PlayStation 3 did it. Did it. So I'm, I'm going to split those four and like number four, Xbox and and PlayStation 3, and then number nice. five. Um, I feel like this should be higher on my list because uh, I did grow up with it. and It's the Super Nintendo. I mean that's where Mario got introduced to me. Um, I even had Mario Paint. That's <laughs> what I remember. It was like a music. You can create music with it too, and. Um, Super Nintendo, like the kind of one of their big, one of the first big, um, kind of, uh, uh, changes in gaming for Nintendo. You know, I feel like Nintendo's had so many different staples as far as breaking even the technology at the time and getting into people's, you know, homes. And, and it's funny cause they're doing like these, um, the re-releases of the, you know, the Super Nintendo and the. Uh, NES and these like kind of miniaturized releases for them now um, for, I don't know, it's usually a hefty price, but they, I'm sure it's charged little, you know, smaller than the, what the market's offering right now. But, um, right. you know, and it's loaded with games that are from those consoles, but it, it nothing beats the, you know, the original um, Super Nintendo. So yeah. my, my whole list is very Nintendo based and um, I just grew up in Nintendo and, um, I've had a bunch of Nintendo systems. I have had an Xbox, or sorry, uh, a GameCube. Um, I had a Wii. I didn't get a Wii U. Um, but and then there's the Switch that came out, which I would love to. I've played some games on. It. I'm fairly impressed with how how it works. Oh, you've played it? Yeah, I played uh, at E3. I played a couple games on there. That's right. That's right. That's so, right. Um, how's the yeah, controller? It's interesting. It's a lot smaller than I was anticipating, um, for my hands at least. But um, I don't know. It's, it's it like looks that. like it'd be a cramped fit. Is it? No, it's it's got. It's definitely small, but it's still comfortable. Like they found a way to kind of like make it ergonomic in some way. That's cool. That's and, cool. Um, and I think it's just the cell of like I can just set this up pretty much anywhere. Like I can be in bed and just playing this game at high resolution. Like that. Like the the Nintendo Wii U. Like I thought was was great still. And they improved a lot on the Wii, but the um, 
the tablet. That's the, that's what they're trying to sell on this one. Like the tablet is where you're going to be doing most of your gaming. And it was, it was fairly big. And I know they've had so much success with smaller, um, smaller, you know, gaming, mobile gaming consoles. But, um, I think the switch is like, that's the next evolution. I think, you know, it's like making gaming more mobile gaming possible. Um, yeah. eventually they're going to create like some sort of screen that starts small and expands into like a <laughs> large screen or something or like some sort of projector based thing. But you know, 4k is the big thing now. So I think just developing more games in that resolution and, and then, you know, eventually I think we had this discussion before, like the, you know, TVs and how, how that's all going to change. You know, it's, everyone's eventually going to get 4k TVs. And, oh yeah. So, um, but oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my list, dude. Um, very nice. How does your, is your, okay, may I ask, is your list kind of Nintendo heavy too as well? It is. It is. Well, yeah, the Nintendo weighs heaviest on the scale. Um, you put Super NES at number five. I put it at number one. Uh, I think the Super Nintendo, it's, it was my first system. Um, I have such strong memories of being like, um, and my uncle Pat and Aunt G's house and just watching all my cousins play Super Mario World and like I just not being old enough to like handle the controller or you know anything and like it's still like when I play it the sounds the music the visuals everything brings me back to to being you know however old I was when that thing came out and um, you know being like wow it's so charming. It is so charming. And it's Super Mario World's my favorite game of all time. I love that game so much. Um, and there's so many games for the Super Nintendo. This like the library is just crazy. Um, I remember the Star Wars uh, games, right? The, Super uh, Star Wars. Super Star great. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. There was the Indiana Jones Adventure, which I had on the other day. It was great. Um, Aladdin. Was Aladdin on? Donkey Aladdin was wonderful. Donkey Kong was wonderful. Was that um, wasn't there a sh- like a Shaq the, that Shaq game? Shaq Fu. I don't. Did that come out for Super Nintendo? I know Ooh. it was on Sega Genesis. Yeah, um, was that was that. an amazing game. though. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, NBA Jam though. NBA um, Jam. Yes, the That's very the first right Mario there. Kart. What's up? Um, I'm trying to. Th- you know, there's a lot of other games though. Um, but just a I'm huge just library of right games. Now. Like it's for a for link to much? the past. A link to the past. Yeah, I have not played that. Dude, oh, it's my favorite Zelda game. It's so good. <laughs> it is so freaking good. Holy, what? How did? Uh, what? <laughs> You've never played a link to the past? No, Shawnee. No, sir. Shawnee. But I would love to find a Super Nintendo somehow and play it. Or a Game Boy Advance. Um, I had it for both Super Nintendo and, and Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. And then they're re-releasing a lot of those games on some of the other Nintendo systems. I don't have a Nintendo system at the moment. So it's I guess it's a, it's a question whether I'm going to also, I guess, eventually you know, invest in a uh, Nintendo system. Yeah. But, um, you can get old, older ones on Amazon. <laughs> Dude. I got a new N64 off Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Super NES, great system. I love it. Number two, I would put the PS3. Um, yeah. I've had two break on me, but you know what? I don't care. This system got me back into gaming in college in a big, bad way. Um, Arkham Asylum was the first. I bought the system for Arkham Asylum and subsequently got a Blu-ray player out of it and Netflix. Um, 
and that was the first time I, I ever had had all my media in one place and I, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, but what a great roster of games. Um, yeah. Grand Theft Auto five, um, red dead redemption, which, uh, you know, I didn't know that I, I introduced that to you. Andrew introduced that to me. So that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> One, two, three. Um, but red dead Arkham city. Oh yeah. The Arkham series um, for sure. And call of duty black ops. Those three games were college for me. Like, especially East campus where we live in East campus. Like that's what I, that's a huge memory of, of my time there. And I remember the PS network went down during finals week. And it was oh, like, thank right. God, thank God. It could have <laughs> happened at a better time. Like I don't it's need like to be on, online <laughs> popping heads right now. Um, so that was great. So I love the PS3. I have a very fond, fond uh, yeah, you place know what? in my heart for the PS3. I would have to change mine too because I think the PlayStation on my list should be higher because I, that was the first PlayStation system. I never owned the first PlayStation. I owned the PlayStation 2, but I felt like the th- uh, PlayStation 3 and 4 just knocked it out of the park. So, oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. There's a good, a lot of good games on that system. So many so, good yeah. games. Um, number three, uh, Game Boy Advance. Oh, I had a uh, translucent purple. Yes. And the why, the reason I love Game Boy Advance so much is because it's basically just a portable super Nintendo. I, I had super Mario world. I had a link to the past and really that's all I needed were those two games. Yeah. And, uh, and th- that was uh, Nintendo's key dude. As far as like, we can have these games on these consoles, but why don't we create, you know, ha- handheld devices that you can play those same games on it? It's just a great idea to like, because people have those connections to those games. You play those for, you know, when we, we were growing up, you know, when I was young kids experiencing that. And so. the shape of this thing is just perfect. Oh, this is so cool. It's, Joey's holding up a uh, Game Boy Advance right now. My, the OG JP GBA um, <laughs> is. Uh, you know, this is why we needed big pockets in the early 2000s. This thing is, isn't big now, but you had to take your, your Game Boy in one pocket, your phone maybe in the same pocket, and another pocket to fit an entire Discman. Like, those those things are wide. Like, no no wonder people had janky jeans and shit, you know? Um, pockets and cargo pants. <laughs> yeah. Why did you guys wear cargo pants? Because I needed my media. With me at all times, and it wasn't in one place, one sleek piece of metal and glass. All right. Um, <laughs> that was a tangent. Number four, N64. Um, yes. You know, everything you said, although I got to just drop Goldeneye. Goldeneye yes, that's, that and Conquer's game. Bad Fur Day. <laughs> yeah, Conquer's Bad like, Fur Day, Goldeneye, those were the staple games, right? Yeah, but and as far as multiplayer goes, those two for sure. Like Conquer had really great multiplayer on it. Oh yeah, it was um, like the teddy bears and like it was like capture the flag. Yeah, thing. it was capture the flag. It was pretty inappropriate, but um, it was it was really great. It was really that game is really just politically incorrect. Um, but yeah, really foul humor and yeah, I can't believe I I had it while I was in grammar school. <laughs> My parents are pretty cool when I think about it. Um, all right. Number <laughs> four or five. Number five. PlayStation five. 2. Yep. Oh, PlayStation 2. 
Like this system, I think is very comparable to the Super Nintendo in terms of their their back catalog of games. Like there's yeah. so many games for the PS2, and it was just a few years ago that they stopped producing games for the PS2. Um, That's true. It's a really really solid system that I think has stood the test of time. Most if I think if you were to ask most people, they'd say PS2 is their favorite system. Um, and you've you got the three really great games out of that. You got Grand Theft Auto Three, which started it all, followed by Vice City, which Vice I City? still think is the best. Capped the with one that, San Andreas. That's the one you introduced me to, to to buy. I wanted to buy a PlayStation Two after that because Dude. of that game. The soundtrack, it, yeah, the soundtrack. Playing that game in your house, I remember that too. It's so good. It was so good, and uh, you know the cheat codes. My, I, I couldn't tell you what buttons to press, but I know my fingers could still get me, you know, a weapons code or armor or something. Um, and you had, uh, well, never, no, I, you had the Tony Hawk games on PS One, but uh, yeah, PS Two, hell of a system, yeah, hell of a system. Um, um, I feel like my list is gonna, de- yeah, definitely change because. I've gotten so much joy out of all those, you know, the systems we've all mentioned and even been able to play some of the other systems that we haven't mentioned. Um, but it's interesting, you know, gaming uh, has evolved so much, uh, especially throughout our lives. I think feel like we've experienced a lot of how technology has changed in that time and how they can present something as a video game, and, you know, this type of art form. This, now there's a lot of story development, development happening in games and there's so much content, other missions you can play and, just other ways to engage the the player. So um, yeah, so it's interesting to see that from the perspective of this is a gaming company bringing you all these games, and then this is the gaming empire, you know, building the machines for it and you know producing all these things for it. So that's a good top five, dude. I was happy. You Thank you. Because I feel like we we're always we always bring it back to the video games, and I think our history of playing video games, and it's something I still do and I enjoy playing as a little yeah so yeah good top five absolutely dude dude. (laughs) thanks bud thanks bud um for listeners that may not know each week um after we've done our our lists we have one more list to do and that's um we began in the year 1989 the year of our birth and we've been slowly working our way to the present day uh, this week we're on the year 2011. So, Shawnee, I ask you, what are your top five favorite movies from 2011? All right, here we go. I'm just going to name them out. So this is number five, Captain America, the first Avenger. Ooh. Yes. Saw so that Thoroughly. at Lighthouse Cinemas. Yeah, well, Lighthouse Cinemas. Um, I mean, our introduction to Chris Evans as Captain America, and I thought it was yeah. very interesting to take that character put him in, in the, the wartime, you know, obviously he's a man of the past and of course introducing Captain America to the Avengers storyline um, and all the, the, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, and now he plays, you know, they've had Winter Soldier and Civil War, you know, like that character, they've taken that character through such a journey and Chris Evans, man, he does such an amazing job um, being Captain America and showing, you know, that, you know, all those different characteristics and, uh, you know, letting everyone love how he plays the part. So, um, but yeah, very, very awesome dude. Um, number nice. four, I got Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. This is Ooh. the, um, uh, story of, of a girl. 
Yeah. <laughs> Story of <a> Sorry. <laughs> this is the, one of the last <laughs> installments of the Harry Potter franchise, so I guess I hold this one uh, on the list because, you know, it's it's the concluding storyline for all this. And, you know, the books came out, so, you know, J.K. Rowling's uh, books um, have the story and how it's going to end, and it was very interesting to, to read the books and then go back and watch the films and see how, again, these cast of characters, if, if you've been watching the movies for that long, you kind of grown up with the characters, so you kind of see like their journey in the film itself, and um, and yeah, and there's a lot of you know high stakes in it, so that's how the you know conclusion of the film comes to an end, and yeah, it's great to see like this cast that have been for so many years doing this film, and just pulling all the stops as far as you know presenting us with an enjoyable film. So that's right number on. four, number three, um, X Men First Class, dude. Uh, and we were just talking about um, Kingsman on a previous episode. Uh, or I don't know. Did I tell you we saw Kingsman? Or did you saw Kingsman? Yeah, I saw, saw Kingsman too. One? Never mind. I thought we had this. Car- uh, I probably off air. So, <laughs> but um, uh, Matthew Vaughn, like you know, the second one's very interesting. It's um, you liked it. A lot- I liked it. It was definitely a lot more comedic and kind of wacky and campy in that in its own way. But okay, um, hey. Kingsman and the Statesman, you know, we got, um, all the, the, uh, all the characters from, um, America and they're kind of like spinoff of that. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, speaking of Matthew Vaughn, I thought that film was like, you know, really good. And as far as taking the X-Men cast and it's, you know, it's a younger cast and, um, it was a, you know, a different direction from for uh fox and and you know marvel and fox for that um totally i think i think it progressed like so much you know as far as the now they have these other x-men films that are spawning off that and they have these new set of cast characters jennifer lawrence that you know his her career has been growing from there um oh yeah so yeah number that's uh, number three number two i got a scorsese film on here it's uh hugo Um, all right I remember not really knowing too much about uh, the movie, and I was very curious. And I know it was, um, I've enjoyed a lot of Scorsese's films. So it was interesting for him to do almost like a children's story. And, yeah. you know, it, it had this, again, this sense of like magic behind it. And it was, it was pretty much the message, too, was like the magic behind films and how important they are and how they're preserved. And I know Martin Scorsese stands by that as far as um, preserving film. And educating about it, educating people about it, and using his films and these other characters to portray that. Um, yeah, it, it was a great film, man. And you know, as far as taking a, a you know a, a little journey behind the film and, and kind of giving yourself a sense of um, mystery and magic. So um, yeah, that's Hugo number two. I and love it. Number one, I got Midnight in Paris. Ooh, okay, buddy. Um, Very nice. Uh, one movie I saw fairly recently, recently, maybe a couple of years ago, but um, Owen Wilson, like the plot is just really, it's just like a, a really fun plot. You know, he, yeah. Owen Wilson is in Paris vacationing with his fiance, and, um, you know, he goes out after midnight uh, on a, you know, walk by himself, and then all of a sudden he just meets all these, he almost gets blasted back in time and he meets all these different writers. And from um, was it this uh, from twenties twenties f- f- and then he, he they go to the twenties yeah. and thirties right? Um, uh, do they? 
They, cause, the, no, um, they go to the 20s, and then they go back to the 18-somethings. That's right. They go a little bit earlier, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it has that sense of uh, mystery and magic, and um, Owen Wilson's character is a writer in the film, so it's like him discovering about his writing and his inspirations almost, even though he gets kind of a slice of this different world that he ends up you know, coming into. But he, you know, he finds himself um, you know, as, as far as cleansed and has a better sense of awareness as far as what he wants to do. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's just, and it's Paris, you know, I've, I haven't been there myself, but I would love to go someday and highlights, of course, yeah. you know, it's, it's a film based in Paris. So of course it highlights Paris's many, um, historical buildings and, and the, the, and the just beauty of, of that city and what we know of it. So, um, yeah. And just, I don't know, very, the pace is very well. So that's oh, yeah. my top five for that one, dude. Ah, dude. Good one. I like it. I like your list. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, Midnight in Paris is uh, it made my list too. It's at number five. Um, uh, but yeah, Owen Wilson is basically playing Woody Allen. Um, I'll I'll take it. That's fine. Um, Rachel McAdams plays a really really good bitch. Like she's very good at that. She's too good yeah. at that. <laughs> um, and it, like it's jarring because I love Rachel McAdams, so I don't want to see her be that cruel. Oh yeah, um, and you. But, I mean, uh, but it's interesting to see because she always usually, not usually plays, but like you know, she can play such a good, heartfelt kind of character in the film, uh, in, yeah. in, in all her other films, and um, sometimes it's, yeah, it's not this one. Interesting to see them play, you know, a different side than side of the coin. Yeah, you know. I'd say my favorite um, is probably Corey Stahl as Hemingway. Yeah. I thought he knocked it out of the park. I thought he was so good. I mean, and then you've got Kathy Bates as Gertrude Stein. You've got uh, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston as, as Scott Fitzgerald. Allison Pill, I believe, plays Zelda. Um, There's a lot of yeah, a lot of those you know, you know great American writers and and you know from yeah. what's interesting. They also uh, don't they meet Picasso in the film too as well. No, she or do they? They talk about him. They and, talk about him. Uh, yeah. Marion Cotier. Was yeah, like the, his the love lover, interest. but I don't think they. Yeah. He explains the painting, and Martin Sheen's like, "You're insane," um, and that's kind of, it's kind of the thing. But yeah, it's a it's a sweet little movie. I'd say the the, the ending felt kind of cop out ish to me. Like when Gertrude Stein was like, "Why didn't he realize that she was cheating on me?" And then he goes, "Huh." And it's like he didn't figure it out for himself, and it, it, it that's always kind of irked me, but. Other than that, I, it's such a charming, charming movie, and it always puts me in the mood to write. Um, and it, it always kind of makes me think, like, I wonder if that'll ever happen to me someday. Like, I, you know, <laughs> it's, like, stupid, but, like, I kind of legitimately hope one day that that happens. Anyway, <laughs> number four, uh, Bridesmaids. Oh, man, For I missed that one. Anyone who says ladies aren't funny, ladies are hilarious, especially when they're pooping in a sink. <laughs> and and it's coming out of me like too. lava. <laughs> amazing cast. Uh, Melissa McCarthy was nominated for a freaking Oscar for her role, and she deserves every ounce of that nomination. Um, but and yeah, it's my, a really, really to those characters too. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of feel like everyone except like you know old married couples who watched Mike and Molly. No offense to any old married couples who might be listening and also watch that show. Um, 
But yeah, Bridesmaids is amazing. Check it out. Maya Rudolph, Kristen Wiig. Um, we, I'm forgetting her name, but Reno 911 alum. Um, oh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. What's her, oh, what's her yeah. real name? She's in it. She's great in it. Everyone's great in it. Um, let's check it out. Um, number three, a film by William Friedkin, uh, Killer Joe, starring Matthew McConaughey. I have um, not seen this one. Dude, it is wild. It is basically Bad Lieutenant, but starring Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh, even but, better. like, maybe even worse. Like, even worse, huh? Worse okay. as in, like... As in, like, the things... It's a much darker film. Like, I feel like okay. Bad Lieutenant knows what it's doing and, and kind of, like, can play with it a little bit. This movie just goes all in on, like, this is dark, this is effed up, like, get me out of here. Like, it's so... It sucks you into this world, and it's not a fun fun place to be, but Matthew McConaughey delivers. And um, I want to say Emile Hirsch is in it, Juno Temple. Gina Gershon is amazing in it. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really crazy flick. Um, wow. Well, that's on my list to something I need to watch then. So yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. Okay, cool. Um, number two, Goon starring, uh, Sean William Scott, man. I don't know if you, have you seen this? I have, I, I can't remember most of it though. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just a, uh, kind of a schlub, you know, uh, hockey enforcer and, you know, we, we know Sean William Scott is Stifler from American Pie, and he is buckets of charm in this movie. Um, he's really, really great. And uh, watching that movie, it's like, you know, why didn't why didn't Sean William Scott get like more of a chance? Because when you think about it, you're like, yeah, Sean William Scott, but then you think, wait, what has he done recently? And it's not much. Like he just did a Goon sequel, but I heard it's not very good, and I'm not gonna waste my time on it. But yeah. uh, I love the first one. Check out the first one. Allison Pills in it. Uh, Jay Baruchel. Baruchel. I don't know how you say. Um, number one though is Hugo. For everything you so eloquently already said about it, about film history and all that stuff, I would always show that to classes when I was telling them about film history. And eight or nine times out of ten, they were always kind of like fascinated. You know, the glass. Yeah. Um, studio and all that kind of stuff. But for me, uh, I love it for such a very personal reason. Um, and I'll, I'll share it. So for, for all the romantics in the world, gather around, gather around, get close to the mic, get really close. Um, so when Christine and I first started dating, we took a day trip to Santa Cruz, you know, we're just going to walk around hang out, shop, do, you know, whatever, you're not going to Santa Cruz. You're not doing a day trip to go see a movie. And this was in February. Hugo had came and went from the theater and I was broke all the time. So I never went out and got to see it. Mm-hmm. And we're walking along main drag of Santa Cruz and the marquee is Hugo in 3d. And, uh, you know, it's the only movie I ever want to see in 3d cause it's Scorsese. Um, and he shot it natively in the format and, she walks right up and she buys two tickets. She's like, we're going to, we're going to see, you want to see this movie? We're going to go see this movie. (laughs) And, uh, we're watching Hugo and like, I had just learned about George Melius in my editing class. So that was cool. But like, it was in that movie that I looked over and I was like, I'm in love with this girl. I'm totally in love with it. Like it was my first realization happened in that theater during that (laughs) movie. 
that is why Hugo will forever be my number one movie of of 2011. I like that. I, I love it. Has that a personal movie. attachment to you, especially for Christine, now your wife. So that's yeah. Hey, so. Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're listening. No, leave, leave, get out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's our top fives for 2011. Wow, we're getting Please up tell there. Tell us Mark. yours in the comments. We are getting up there. We're going to be so modern soon. Um, Shawnee, before we wrap things up, do you have anything you'd like to share with our audience this week? Um, yeah. So on YouTube, um, I I worked with a, an artist, Maggie Brashuri. I think I've mentioned her previously on the on the podcast, but she released a music video with her song um, "Swing Your Body," which I produced, co-produced with Dude. them. And so, yeah, you guys check out the video. Maybe we'll put it in the description or um, yeah, absolutely. Just check it out. And it's got like um, I think ten thousand views so far. So I'm really excited. Like it's dude some traction and yeah, and I'm really happy for her. And um, um, she was such a great person to work with. So um, yeah, just trying to sh- do a little shout out to uh, Maggie Bashuri. Check out her EP. She has four songs on there. And um, but also I want to shout out to my website too. I know we're going to mention this before we close, but um, I'm going to be putting some more music on there. And uh, Joy and I have had this discussion before. It's like, I got to have some more of our, um, you know, we Joy and I used to play in Blind Issues and uh, a band uh, we started in high school and we are currently under the sex effects, but <laughs> um, we still want to continue working on music and we have so much music that we've created and will continue to create. So I'm also excited to kind of start some new steps as far as producing some new music and um, getting some of my, some of the music that we've done before and just, I don't know, just have it out there for people to listen to. So hell yeah, um, man. That's why I've been enjoying um, putting some of these uh, songs together in some of our previous episodes, even though we've had technical difficulties uh, at times, but um, you know, it's, it's great to like share that with, with uh, anyone who's listening. So (laughs) Right on, man. If you dig music and, you know, it's, it's a reflection also of, of what we experienced and what we were writing and feeling at the time. So, and that's how I take every, you know, session or every uh, thing I record or every song I write, every time we play together, you know. So, um, you know, it, it definitely is a personal importance as far as how music makes me feel. So, um but yeah, so I know that got super deep with my music and love. I love music, it. But, I love it. Um, Shower me yeah. in your deepness. Yeah, but willing, you know, I want to share some more music that was a part of me and, and I, music that I continue to make um, and the collaborations I have. And, you know, the podcast is an extension of this collaboration. So, you know, I'm really happy to be a part of that. Me too, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Joe, do you have anything to share this week? I do. I do. Um, so was it last week or the week before, um, for share time you had talked about, was it the movie pass? Yeah. Did you get, did you end up getting one? No, no, I did not. But, uh, I did go on a tangent that night about, uh, never, you know, always wanting to go to the movies, but then never doing it. And, um, my cousin Mickey of, uh, the three friends podcast fame, uh, check him out. Yeah, uh, threefriends.com, I believe it is, threefriendspodcast.com. Check it, Google it. You don't have to do the .com because Google will take you there. Three Friends Go Criterion, check it out. Um, but he commented on the, on the show on Facebook and, you know, it's like, dude, just 
he was like, you know, I was kind of in the same place, like just get over it and and go to the movies. And it, he's like, it changed my life dramatically. So last Saturday, or, yeah, um, you know, I was kind of like, I really wanted to go out and see Mother because it's one of those movies where I know it's going to come and go. And while it's in theaters, I really want to see it. But it's one of those ones kind of like Black Swan that. When it was in theaters, I really wanted to go see it, but I found every reason not to go see it. And then once it's out on video, my passion has subsided, and it's kind of like, eh, nah, I'm fine. I don't need to see it. So did you so end up I, watching I it? Took, I went. I went on a Saturday morning, and uh, it was amazing, dude. It was so good. Um, really? It's right under Get Out for my favorite movie of 2017 right now. And I have not seen that one yet, too, so... Man, Dude. I know. You know what? We should do a, com- a commentary on that one in the future. Maybe that'll be cool. Get out? Yeah. That would be pretty tight. Maybe I can but, see it for uh, the first time while we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You want to you wanna absorb that one. Trust. Yeah. All right. No, nah, <laughs> you won't be talking over that. <laughs> but uh, not until you've seen it. But um, yeah, Mother Dude, it's... I can't think of a movie that better articulates the the simultaneous selfishness and selflessness of an artist. That's honestly what the whole movie is about. And um, at least that's what I took it, took it as. You yeah. can take it in a religious sense. You can take it in, you know, there's so many different ways to take this movie. And I don't understand how it got an F cinema score. I don't understand why people are walking out in the middle of it. It's it's not as punk rock and in your face as a lot of reviews. Even the director is saying that. It's kind of like, meh. Um, but it is really good. It's like Rosemary's Baby meets The Exterminating uh, Angel. It's so fire. I love it. You don't see movies like this anymore. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer is freaking incredible in it. Javier Bardem is really good in it. Um, Ed Harris is really good in it. Jennifer Lawrence is, is, you know, she's good. She's Jennifer Lawrence. Um, But check it out. Check out Mother. And as a double whammy, um, the next day we rented The Little Hours starring Aubrey Plaza, um, Alison Brie, um, Dave Franco. John C. Riley's in it. Molly Shannon's in it. Oh, interesting. Kate McCucci. Interesting. The um, and they play yeah. nuns. Yeah, they, they play nuns in f- like the 1300s Italy or something. <laughs> but okay. like with all the anachronisms, you know, like Aubrey Plaza is like screaming at people and cussing them out. And, you know, <laughs> um, so it's like bad nun, you know, uh, it's very I really I really enjoyed it. The guy who directed it did Life After Beth which okay. I didn't care for. I thought that was really meandering and, and slow and, and, you know, unsatisfying. But I really, <laughs> really enjoyed this movie. So Mother and the Little Hours, the, the one-two punch, uh, really kind of renewed my, my cup, you know, in a way, for, for cinema or at least independent cinema. Yeah. Um, Encouraged me to watch Mother, I don't think is... Yeah, man. You know, like, especially, you know, some of those films that, you know, are... You know, obviously in this day and age now, it's, you know, critically, there's a lot of different opinions and, you know, film can be subjective in some way, but, um, you know, it's, it's what you, how you experience that film and Joe, you're a film, my friend and my film buff. So, you know, I, I trust your opinion on, on seeing the movie and <laughs> enjoyed it 
So, um, yeah, I, I would love to check that out. And, uh, man, now i got to watch Get Out. <laughs> it's like... Get Out, dude, I don't know. Like, yes, it's a good movie. Like, it's a great movie. Um, but just, you know, like like they say in the song, you can stay woke. Um, you know, like, this. the movie is all about just... I think more people really need to see this movie to, to kind of it. I think it's got the finger on the pulse of, of America in 2017 race relations, all that kind of stuff. I think it's a very important film. I think in, you know, 30 years, it's going to be a criterion. That's my guess. But yeah. Cool, man. So, so I guess check out mother and I guess sometime I will check out, get out. Yeah. Check out the little hours too. It's a really good hours. little flick. Okay. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. Little hours. You just yeah. said nuns, and I was like, "But these, all these guys are nuns." But <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. But yeah, man, um, that does it for me this week. How about you? Um, yeah, man, that's all. I just shared the shout out. I think uh, nothing really too much to share. I don't have any movies I've seen recently. Um, getting excited though, gearing up for a lot of different media that's coming out. Um. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things is coming out season two. Yeah, at the end of this month. Uh, yeah, it's October now, so um, Halloween's around the corner, and um, and then sooner or later it's gonna be Star Wars again. <laughs> no, you know. Yeah. December. Battlefront's coming out. Battlefront two for PlayStation. When's 4. that come out? Um, I think November. November. Early nice. November. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But you can pre-order. I'm excited for campaign mode. Yeah, I'm very interested, and I I feel like they listen to a lot of the people playing the game, and so they're excited to, I think, you know, revamp the game as far as giving the players what they want. Um, But that's it, man. That's all I'm excited. You you got me stuck for games. You know, I've been playing a lot of games recently. So, but uh, yeah, that's it for me this week, dude. Well, Shawnee, then I have just one last question to ask you. Yeah. If it's if it's kosher. Um, Shoot. Where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? Oh, man, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, you can find me... Thought about it all day. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Music, and you can find me on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Joe, where can we find yeah. you? <laughs> you can check me out on Instagram, but it's private at Joey Parati, or you can check out the website, JoeyParatiScripts.com. And there you go. Um, it's been it's been a great uh, it's been a great show. Just remember to uh, to live your life with hope and love. And I know that sounds sarcastic, but that's what we need in this in this 2017 world that we're we're living in. So yeah. love each other, love yourselves if you can. Until next time, I'm Joey Prati, and I'm Sean Day. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.